Coming up on this episode of Bro, Do You Even Talk Pinball? Guess what? We got stuff to talk about this month. Can you effing believe it? That's right. We've got Venom. We got a new game to talk about. We've got Centaur Revisited. We've got Luma Legs. All that and more coming right up. Double Super Jackpot! talk to my backstage area and they you know they have a podcast they have a like a twitch channel a youtube show they eat sleep breathe pinball and they come here and i put on a clinic and i don't know if shame is the right word humbled humility i, I don't know what the right word is but i just want to send my love to nick kevin and martha from buffalo pinball and had the good graces to have a trophy made for my victory last year. And then I had to repeat the victory this year. So, I'm the one with the mic, so I decide the truth. Doesn't matter what I say, really it's not up to you. We played some pinball. It was kind of whack, but when you left, you felt like you had been shellacked. It was nice to have you here today, but I really, 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 really got to say you lost. So badly, I played you. Second time, gladly. Thank you. Buffalo Pinball, everybody. good sports and they learned a lot today hang on i gotta play that again it didn't work no it's still not working come on <laughs> what are you doing you got your soundboard can't hear the soundboard well it's boom shakalaka ladies and gentlemen it's us um yeah what's going on it's another another episode of brody talk pinball nick what did we just hear yeah um well it's uh fucking groundhog day again remember we <laughs> did this last year uh you played that when we got taunted from the stage and now here we are a year later uh ed beat us in pinball again um yeah i don't know what uh what what what, what can i say He's got a carnival game. I cannot beat him on his carnival game. Yet we try and we try again. We're basically at this point like the Washington Generals, you know, coming, playing against the Harlem Globetrotters. And we know what's going to happen. But it's just the, it's the show along the way. It's the show along the way. I, uh, I got to go and see the Bare Naked Ladies out in Red Rocks uh, in June since the show. And uh, I got to play pinball against Ed then, and I lost. But, uh, like, Martha, Martha beat him by the way, which we don't hear him talk about. It's funny that he didn't say anything about that. But that show it's very, it's very, very silent. And then, uh, you know, I mean, he got like 130 or something. I got like a hundred. So it wasn't like, it's like, whatever. <laughs> a win's a win. 
but whatever. Martha got 200 some. When we were we played against Ed when he came uh, last week to uh, Art Park in uh, a little north of Buffalo, uh, he got 400 some on uh, a game that he's played slightly less than 2,000 times. <laughs> but who's counting? Who's counting? <laughs> but, but who's counting? So that's a, you know, that's a proper score. He, he did a proper shellacking. He is, he is correct about that. I, I will give him that. Uh, because he made such a goddamn stink about it last year, uh, we presented him a trophy um, that commemorates the uh, 2022 Art Park Pinball Champion. And uh, God only knows what he's done with that trophy. But uh, yeah, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't touch it. So congrats to Ed once again. We love you too. Uh, you are good at pinball. My challenge remains out there that one day we go to a neutral location, an open tournament, and then we see who wins. God bless you. I like it. I'm uh, I'm looking. I want to find the uh the post where he uh he showed the the trophy. He's he's so proud. We we're we we're standing out there watching the uh the opening acts, and my phone dings, and it's like bare naked ladies tagged you on Instagram. I was like, oh, I know what this is. <laughs> there he is with his Art Park Pinball Champion 2022 trophy. <laughs> I love that. It's that's hilarious. Uh, so he says, so proud to be the art park pinball champion two years running. I absolutely destroyed Nick Lane, Martha and Kevin Manny seriously humiliated them. I can't believe what a shellacking I put on them. He's, so I, my response was talented and humble. <laughs> you know, And I think that really sums it all up. It is a masterclass in humility. It is. It's, <laughs> it's incredible. We love you. Ed. Thanks for Thanks for hanging out and having a, thank you. Having a good great, time. Great, great show. I think they just did their last show last night. Um, so, I'll give a plug for Bare Naked Ladies because a lot of people have not heard of them. But uh, in addition to being good at pinball, Ed, Ed's a pretty good musician. So I uh, highly recommend catching them when they're on tour again. I think he just wrapped up, but uh, always always a good time. We've seen their show a uh, number of times in the last few years, but it's it uh, it's always a different show and it's always fun and Ed's hilarious. So yep, it's a good time. Yeah. It was a little rainy at our park, but you know we stuck it out. Everybody stuck it out. They they did a good time. <laughs> the the uh, like. scaffolding above them was kind of like swinging in the in the in the wind but it was all right we got through (laughs) good times thanks uh so why don't we uh jump right into it we're not gonna have uh our boy uh give us the intro here but uh it's the latest pinball news so hot it's on fire uh let's jump over and get right into venom and uh, but remind me, Nick, after we do Venom, we'll do the ads, okay? <laughs> I forgot to do the ads. Yeah. All right, let's talk to talk about Venom. So Venom, the new release from Stern Pinball, announced uh, about a week ago. Uh, and Nick was like, let's podcast. I was like, let's wait till we see Venom. So that's, we held out so we could give you the hot scoop that you're hearing from everybody else, but you're going to hear it from us now. Uh, and that's all that really matters. So Venom, uh, the new pin from Stern. It's got art from Zombie Yeti. It's a Brian Eddy layout. And um, Dwight is on rules, right? Yeah, that's that's the here you go. Uh, Jerry Thompson, lead sound engineer. Uh, Mark Tremonti cheating on JJP and doing music tracks on this. Um, Yeah, we're going to talk about Mark a little bit later when we talk about JJP's update. But he's really two-timing him. Yeah. And uh, price price is holding steady from uh, the last release, Foo Fighters. So seven grand for uh, Pro. Uh, ninety seven hundred for a premium, and thirteen thousand for an LE. So, what do we want to say about Venom so far? What's your What's your hot take on Venom? 
I think there's there's four stages of talking about impressions or a review of a pinball machine, right? Like first is first stage is like you see the pictures, right? Maybe you get the grid about the features. The next stage is you watch some gameplay video. Stage three is you 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 play a few games out on lo- location or whatever or a friend's house or maybe you just got the game you played a few games. And then the fourth stage is you've spent considerable amount of time. You understand pretty much. 99% of the rules, right? You really understand the game. You've put a lot of hours on the game. So um, we're now at stage two. Of we, we, we saw the photos and we saw some gameplay. So I'll, I'll take you through how my opinion kind of changes and morphs over time. And, uh, you know, I, I think that's, that, that, that's somewhat interesting. So when I first looked at this, it's nothing grabbed my attention about the play field layout. It's a fan layout. And I, it's not like I, I, I like or dislike fan layouts. It's just that that's some of the most common uh, layouts in a pinball machine. And at its heart, just looking at it, it's, that's not too exciting to look at. Like, it's not like, oh, that's really interesting kind of deal. And this is just talking about the pictures. Uh, the next reaction is that it's zombie Yeti art. Once again, I've talked extensively about my opinion about zombie Yeti art. I think it's, if I was stern, I'd be doing zombie Yeti art all day. I get it. People love it. People buy it just for the art. Um, I think his art's always too busy for my taste. And I think that the fact that stern keeps on using zombie Yeti, like your collection, all these games kind of mush together in terms of their look and a lineup, which to some people love that. And I, maybe the majority of people love that. I, I kind of don't. Uh, however, I think Zombie Yeti is at home and is at his best when he's doing kind of comic book art. I think that's the best fit for his art style. And uh, I also see clear lines for the shots farther back, which is, which is I think, really good. He highlights that with so like a black line. So um, I, I, I do, in that sense, I do like and appreciate the art. I think it, I think it works for this game. And I and like that he kind of delineated the shots a little bit more in his art. So, that, so that's good. Um, and then as a whole, I just, I, I'm not into comic books. I wasn't as a kid. I'm not as an adult. Like the theme does nothing for me. and makes me want to buy it. So first impression, I'm like, here's a game that I'm, uh, my, my, my money's safe, at least stage one impressions. Why don't you talk about your stage one? Then we can go on to the gameplay cap. Yeah. Okay. So I, um, I don't know. I, I had no so the the rumor was Venom right and that was like it was very much a whatever theme so it wasn't like I don't have huge nostalgia for uh, Venom or anything like that I kind of remember it being around in the 90s with comic books and stuff but I never really read comic books like you know my my most of my uh, knowledge of Marvel stuff comes through the movies we've watched pretty much all the the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies so, and I like those so I'm open to comic book themes it does start to feel like Stern is doing a lot of Marvel stuff. And like you said, uh, the I love Zombie Eddie's art. I do like like how you mentioned that he's kind of got the, the lines delineated in the art. Um, so it's not quite as just like one huge collage on the play field. It's kind of leaning itself more towards uh, effective pinball art. But um, yeah, so the theme didn't do anything for me. The reveal um kind of got me excited at first i was like oh this is interesting with uh when especially with that first teaser video when they showed the that center shot moving and changing and the fact that like the character you pick changes the shots on the play field and things like that i'm like oh yeah this is kind of cool like there's something different here even though it is a basic st- fan layout 
um, you know, they're doing something interesting and unique. And the, I wasn't sure how the, um, those like cannon locks on the sides were going to work out, but they, in, in the stream, they looked pretty cool and fast and frenetic, which, uh, I guess we'll, we'll wait to, to actually see him play it, but, um, it's got me interested what I'm kind of like hesitant because, well, at first I'm like, well, I don't really have any basic fan layouts in my collection. Uh, I tend to buy three flipper games, four flipper games, five flipper games. Cause that's what is interesting to me. i I think having a flipper on the top gives you more shot variations and makes for more interesting layouts. Um, but the, you know, I, I still like, you know, attack from Mars and games like that. Those are fun. And you know, that Brian Eddy was the guy behind those. So maybe, maybe we'll get some, something new and fresh and this will be a kind of like a more modern version of, of that. Uh, but I, then I'm like, Oh, I have final resistance on order. And that's, it's <laughs> a fan layout. I'm like, I'll just get my family out fixed with that. And we'll see, we'll see what, what comes with this. So that that's kind of my, my first take on, on Venom. Yeah. So off to stage two, let's talk about here's my impressions of the gameplay video. So I, I watched like the 10 minute portion where, uh, Brian Eddy is going through kind of how the game works and what what happens on the play field and, and uh, really kind of very general uh, rule description, right? So I, I by no means can say I really understand this game. Um, first of all, I, I like I, I generally like Brian Eddy's games, no matter what layout he comes up with. I I I, I like him as a designer and. Uh, I thought he did a really good job in terms of um, discussing the game and his enthusiasm for it seems extremely genuine. I think he does a, he's a good kind of genuine salesman um, for that. So it was fun watching that video. And then I probably watched, unfortunately, only maybe 10 or so minutes of the gameplay. I, I, I definitely became more interested in this game as Brian Eddy was discussing uh what it's about, what's going on. Um, there's things that I particularly, there's things in this game that I like. I like when the geometry of a pinball machine can change. And that is like the definition of, of this game, right? Like depending on the character you pick, the, the g- literal geometry of the, the, the shots change. Um, you know, what, what might've been a ramp comes to like an up post now, or like a turnaround now becomes available on the, on the character. That is really cool and interesting because you get a lot more mileage out of the design of a game, and now it takes what could just be a, a, a fan layout, which maybe been there, done that, way more interesting. So I think that I think that's really cool. I, I love when games do that. Um, that has gotten me now into the thing like, oh, maybe I really got to pay attention to this game. Maybe maybe my money is not safe. I'm still it's still pretty safe, but it, it now has moved into the realm of it's got potential. Uh, and the other thing is too is I, I think that Brian Eddy, there's a lot of mechanical stuff going on in this game, which I I I, I do like. I like how that the Carnage character, I think that's his name, he he moves back when you hit him, so we're like a very target. Okay, that's cool. That's mechanical. Things are happening. Um, you've got the um, uh, doppelganger swings out. Now the interesting thing about the doppelganger that swings out is that. I think Nap Arcade said originally they were going to have it come up from the playfield or something, and and they they changed their mind on that. There he is. It's like that's the the doppelganger swinging out is uh, at least from my understanding. This seems way more gimmicky, and it just seems like maybe it's I I don't know. I'm not I, I I'm I'm sort of neutral on it because 
when it comes out, it doesn't change the shots at all. Like you're going to hit those targets. The ball's still going to flow through it as if it wasn't there. And I, you know, compare that to something like when the, the buck comes out in big buck hunter or the crane comes out, all those things influence the, um, what happens to the ball after it hits it. And I don't think that's the case on this thing. Still, it's cool. I'd rather have it than not have it. I just don't for, for, you know, the Mac, maybe the money that went into in the time of which I'm just not convinced it's going to be that much of a big deal, but I'll, I'll wait to see. Um, Bell Tower, like, yeah, that, that looks cool. Uh, and then the fast lock thing was interesting. The game certainly seemed fast. So I I have moved to the stage of, I'm interested, let's see more. This is, uh, I saw a post the other day that people were comparing the shot layout to Mandalorian and, like, the shots being the same. And that, that's kind of interesting. Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe it is. Maybe this is, like, Mandalorian with the shots moved back. And during the stream... Brian Eddy said that what he liked about the game is it's, and this is, this is almost an exact quote is the game's accessible and the shots are easy. And my joke is like, ah, baby game. We've got a baby game on our hands. I suspect, you know, here's what might've happened and what's going on. Yeah. I liked Mandalorian because it was not a baby game. It is like every shot could be death, death, death. Okay. There we go. Uh, every shot could be death and it's it's total control and you're you're very much punished for just hitting things on the fly it is not a is not a baby game uh this looks like brian eddie might have saw that criticism and and said okay well i like this i like the shot layout of mandalorian i'm just gonna move everything back maybe widen maybe potentially widen things but if i move it back there's not instant death usually if you miss a shot and and that's what you got so fine you know, I, I, I've talked about, I see this trend towards more baby games and making like the lowest common denominator pinball, making games really, you're making it more accessible, but at the same time you make it like not too easy because usually in rules, they adjust for that by just making the game longer to beat. So now, you know, what I don't like about games like Zeppelin and Rush as I, you know, I own and spend more time with it, those games are just too long to play. Um, that's the problem. They're, they're, they're safer games. It's easier to keep the ball in play. So what do they got to do to compensate for that? Well, they got to make the game longer for better players. So I don't envy designers these days and, and people doing rules of just trying to f- please everybody. It cannot be easy. And I think it, generally they, they have been doing a good job. It, you know, it, it is what it is. The other thing that's interesting is, um, you know, in the rules they have this like carryover, kind of like an RPG system where like, it's almost like hitting continue on a game or getting more lives. Like you play a game, you get so far in the game, but you save your, you kind of save your character's progress. So then when you play the game again, the game kind of becomes easier and you can progress further into the game. I think they're trying to solve for like people who whine on forums and complain like, Oh, there's all this stuff in a game. I never get to see it because I can't get that far in a game. So Again, this is Stern trying to solve for that by saying, yeah, you will eventually see the wizard mode. It might take, you know, Nick and Kevin five games. It might take you 50 games or whatever, but everyone's going to see it. And it's, and again, I, I think that's, that's, that's interesting. I don't know until I really play it and spend time with it. I don't know how that plays out. I, as a player, I worry about the dumbing down of games. I think if you can thread that needle where you can make 
the people who are complaining and saying that happy, but you don't compromise what we take as pinball and trying to beat it in one go. I, I think that's great. If you can if you can find a way to balance and do both, that's great. If you start taking away and and dumbing these games down and making it too easy, then I think it's a problem. So just gonna have to see how it plays out. And and a word to people who say that on the forums, and and I'll, I'll say I said this before, I'll say it again. The worst thing that can happen to me, and maybe you might not share that, is beating a game. Beating a game is like the kiss of death. Because then I'm ready to move on. There's nothing left to do. Sure, I'll play it. I, I've beaten Zeppelin. I still have it. I love the game. But I don't play it as much anymore because there's less for me to do and try to accomplish. I'm trying to go after other games I haven't beaten. So as a player, the more years you have in a pinball, the more time you spend it, you will get better. You will get farther. And that's the reward. Everybody wants things instant, easy, baby, and crying and complaining. I, 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 just, I just hope that they're careful and catering to that crowd and not the cost of everybody else. So. There you go. That's my uh, that's my long form opinion on uh, what we've seen so far. Yeah, just to to like tag on to some of the stuff you were saying, as far as like the the logging in and the progress, I like that. Um, that's a feature that you know, the P three has had save states, and it's been interesting. I, I and I can't speak to exactly how it's implemented on on Venom yet because I haven't played it, but I like it in like say Weird Al. I can play Weird Al to a certain point. And say I get to the wizard mode, I can save it there, and then when I just want to do that speed run wizard mode, I can. It's it's kind of like an earned version of like Escape Nublar on Jurassic Park, right? But you had to like go through and actually do the work to get there and 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 play it yourself. So I kind of I like that. Um, I do like that it makes games more accessible because not everybody's a, a really good player and they want to play and see different things. So. Uh, I like that they're trying to to find solutions to that because for you and I, we could always just like, if I want to just play the game, I can just not log in with my Stern Insider and try to do it from, from the ground up. Or I can try to log in and continue my progress, level up my, my characters. And then one thing you didn't mention that is that I like that it has like the unlockables at the end too. So there's three characters that you can't uh, play until you unlock them by beating the game. So um we saw little hints of this in the past like metallica when you beat the game you would unlock another song right um so there's there's interesting features in that that to me is more interesting from an insider connected standpoint versus like leaderboards and things like that um more like gameplay featurey kind of things for for me personally so i I like that yeah look i I think this game has a lot of potential we'll just see how the it, it comes down to execution like i'm way more interested after watching the reveal and some gameplay stream, I'm way more interested in this game than I was watching Foo Fighters. That's not a knock to Foo. It's just that's that that's what I you know feel at this time, right? And what I know about myself and what I look for in a game. Uh, the other interesting thing that I I caught on the stream is that um, they said they're like at 0.72 on the code. It's really interesting to me because Venom and, and people get rumors wrong, but Everyone said like, "Oh, Venom was gonna be, you know, when Bond came out, it was gonna be Venom." Uh, and then the story kind of was, and this is not like, I don't know if Stern ever said this, but it sounds like they pushed up Bond because of the 60th to coincide with the 60th anniversary of Bond. So then it's like, okay, well, Venom's gonna be the next game, and then Fu comes out, and now Venom comes out, and so I, I expected, given that, and given hearing about Venom longer than these other games, I expected that they'd be at code like 1.0 already. And like it'd be like ninety 
8% done and we're just seeing like, you know, polish and, and bug fixes. But when I hear 0.72, it's like, man, that's, uh, there's a lot missing from the game right now. There's a lot of ways to go in this game. So I don't, I don't, it could take a year before we even see what this game is going to be. And uh, Dwight on code is always hit or miss. He does a lot of things that I love and he does a lot of things I just do not like at all. So it, it is, it is just like, I don't know what we're going to get with that. So yeah, uh, it's a huge wait and see. With the, uh, I was I was watching some of the stream and then they had uh, the 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 dude from Stern with the long hair was playing and he started a multi ball and got like two billion points and I was like oh there's the Dwight scoring <laughs> you know and left Rails had like thirty million and he's just like <laughs> just blew right past all of them so yeah I th- that's why I I definitely will need to play this before you know any consideration of of buying um, but yeah I, I think. Uh, one other point I wanted to make was the the safe the quote unquote safe shots. I think they're they're there's some trade offs there. Like they're they're trying to like yeah, it might be easy to make the shot, but you got to react quick because like as soon as you make the shot, you don't have time for the ball to come back. It's automatically like firing out of those cannons. So um, yeah, you got to be on your toes. It's not going to be like a slow like casual game. I like a fast frenetic game, kind of like uh, Black Knight. You know, it reminds me of that a little bit from a gameplay perspective, except the shots are a little further back, so it looks more forgiving. So, yeah, I, it's like a fast, flowy game, but you, you're also going to pay the price if you're not paying attention. Yeah, look, it looks fun. That's my impression right now. It looks fun. I'm ex- I, 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 I hope it lives up to the potential that I see for this game. And then who knows, maybe I, I get a game that I just didn't expect to ever own. It's yeah. not kind of like geared towards me necessarily in terms of theme. Yeah, in the uh, the current market, I feel no need to like run out and buy any games right now. If, if anything, you're better off waiting and buying it used because prices are it's like on the secondhand market have have chilled out, and you can get it. I know Nick, you'd prefer to buy buy a new in box usually, but I I have no I, no problem buying a used game for sure. Yeah, well, I totally I I do prefer the new in box, but there's no, I don't think there's no good reason to run out and buy a game that and somebody put it in um in the chat that they played it at Comic-Con. It's at 0.83 code. There's no reason to go out and buy a game that's at 0.83 code. Like, there's going to be problems. There's going to be a lot of things missing. Look at look at Bond, right? Like, I'd be very cautious of buying a game this early when it's kind of, it's still somewhat of a shell of a game. At least knowing how Stern um, uses numbers and code, that means it's very early to me. So, as always, yeah. you know, Buffalo Pinball advises that unless you... You're trying to get an LE and you got to act fast. Best thing to do is don't get the first batch of games, right? Like let the the people get the first batch of games. They're going to discover issues with it. Like, you know, if there's something that's doing damage on a play field, some part that's breaking, you know, you want to be like in wave two or three of uh, purchasing a game. So that's the smart thing. Do it. Yep. 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 All right. Um, that was the the big news. Uh, let's let's stop and thank our partners. Nick, uh, you can do the honors this month. All right. We want to thank... These are the folks that make the stream possible. Extremely grateful for them, and these are products uh, that we're happy to highlight. So let's start off with our premier partner, Pin Stadium, Pin Stadium Lights. They're lighting kits for your pinball machine controlled by iOS or Android. Tons of functionality in that app. Um, I love the new low-profile uh, atoms that they have that they, they put out. I, I think that they're slick. I think that they're a great lighting solution. So 
if you got a darker pinball machine, and, and oddly enough, even though there's more LEDs than, than, than ever in pinball machines, they're still, especially Stern, they're releasing games that um, they're pretty dark if you're playing in, in, uh, in a not a well-lit place. And especially if you have a game that has great artwork, you want that artwork to pop, so highly recommend Pinstadium Lights. Um, other partners to highlight really quickly is Comet Pinball for LEDs. Flippin' Out, if you're going to buy a pinball machine, head out to Flippin' Out. Head over to FlippinOutPinball.com. Pinball EDU, go to pinballraffle.org for your chance to win a pinball machine almost every month and to support charity. Titan Pinball for silicone rings, uh, pinballs, not pinball machines, but pinballs, uh, and other other cool accessories. Uh, pinside.com, it's a great place to look at, to sell games, to read about new games that come out and weird mods and all that good stuff. JerseyJackPinball.com, makers of the most beautiful pinball machines on the planet. And then, last but not least, Multimorphic, Multimorphic.com. All right. Back to, the, to that hot news. Let's, uh, let's move on to the second uh, big announcement of the month. It is Centaur. So there's been speculations. And so this is from Haggis. Haggis, uh, this is their third game. The first was Celts. The second was the Fathom Revisited Remake. Uh, and it was long rumored that Centaur would be their third uh, game, and that came to be true when they announced this on the fifth of July. So, uh, lots, lots to unpack here. So, Centaur Revisited is going to be available in two limited editions. The Beast Edition has two hundred fifty available at uh, fifteen thousand Australian dollars. That translates to just over ten thousand dollars US for a Centaur. Okay, this is like an eighties. <laughs> 80s pinball machine. Okay. And the Oblivion edition is 50 units at a price of 25,000 Australian dollars. That is nearly 17,000 US dollars uh, plus sales tax and shipping. So <clears throat> add that all up. Um, the book, uh, it includes shipping to the US, but then you have to pay from, uh, I think, planetary pinball in the u.s to your house so uh yeah there you go so centaur they both have toppers which i don't love um they're kind of they're kind of tacky from what i from what i'm seeing you know they may look better in person but they're still toppers on a centaur i also don't like that they're putting color lights in centaur like that everybody loves centaur because it's got it's mostly black and white with like hints of uh red in the original and now they're like color bombing out the lights. Yeah, there's even the, an, the toppers all like has colors. Yeah, all the over toppers it, are all colorful. Just like I think you guys missed the missed the point here. Yeah, it definitely seems like uh, yeah they they did not focus on the right things when they were updating these games. Um, there's like a color play field option for I think only for the super limited edition one. So uh, gross, like, dude. That looks gross. Where. Yeah, it just doesn't like, work, man. That's no. like that's oh my god! Like, yeah, it's like you guys don't they don't understand they don't understand what made centaur centaur like that's not a, that's not a centaur anymore. That's just so whatever. Yeah, and so it's got you can play two versions of code the the classic and two point code. Which honestly, we talked about this last month with with the uh, what was it uh, um, Earthshaker? No, uh, Whirlwind. 2.0 you know i've not been impressed by any 2.0 code really like they're fine but the the classics are classics for a reason and 
you know, there's no need to like update these 2.0 codes. Like if I want to play Centaur, I just want to play Centaur. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, I also like that they didn't even align the flippers in this promo photo. That's that's nice. It seems to be a trend. Um, but they've got the LCD screens and the apron here for when you play the um, play the updated code, so you can make sense of the rules. Um, yeah, oh God, I do not like that color at all. And it also has like these red edged uh, plastic protectors around everything, which just adds way too much color to the playfield, in my opinion. Honestly, this is uh, obviously a subjective thing, but this looks terrible. To yeah, me. like I'm with you, Kevin. Like it's just I, I, swinging a miss. Yeah, that and it's, it's. I think it's playing out in the sales because these they're only making 300 of these total, and you can still totally buy them. <laughs> they're not. They did not sell out, so um, they're expensive. I think they missed the mark on what people want out of Centaur, um, and yeah, it's just. It's just ridiculous. The other thing you need to think about is, you know, they're still building fathoms. And from what I can tell, they have not been building them at a rapid pace. So is this the the case where they're running out of money to build fathoms? So they, they had to get this out and they're using sales of this game to fund the previous game. I can't say, but it's, that's what it seems like to me. And I don't know. It just seems like a lot of time has gone by um they haven't made they haven't sold a lot of uh fathoms the fathoms that they have sold aren't holding their value so i think people are like a little more gun shy buying games from them um i don't know that's those those are my concerns those are my my thoughts when i when i saw this game what do you think maybe I, maybe i missed that. i was trying to digest a lot of information to read the chat so is there a straight up version that is just like the original without the colors and stuff can you get one that looks like it is like i can trick somebody and say this is an original uh sort of i think because i think even the the original has like the upgraded yeah that's this one here um so that's the like black and white version so there's no uh, color in the art but they have like all the little red edges around yeah. the plastics and stuff oh that's weird so that's like if you're gonna do a recreation you got to be faithful to it like if you want to do another model where it's like okay this is our 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 take on it it's like adjacent to it that's fine but that's that's it's just an odd choice to me. Yeah the uh, oh, I was just gonna say something I forgot. Um, yeah I don't know it's just I don't I feel like they this is not what the market wants right now and uh, I wonder I wonder how long uh, Haggis can can keep going if this game doesn't sell out because um, there. There's so many games that came out earlier this year that have already taken away people's money. I think we'll talk about this later during the Q&A. I think people are just not buying as many games as they were during the pandemic anyways. And then you're trying to relaunch this Centaur, which tends to sell the original. It does not sell for as much as, as um, Fathom did. And they're trying to sell it for more than they sold their Fathom for. Oh, the, the other thing I wanted to mention was the the 2.0 code. So the other thing that I think is making people gun shy on Haggis is that they, they with, um, with fathom, they launched the 2.0 code, but it was only available, I think to the collector's edition buyers and not the classic edition. But then later, like a month or so ago, they said, Oh yeah, anybody can get the 2.0 code. So it was kind of a, to me, that felt like a bait and switch where you're saying, all right, buy the super expensive version. It's the only way you're going to be able to, play the 2.0 code. Uh, if you buy the cheaper version, you're only going to get the classic code. So 
probably got a, a number of people to step up to that more expensive version. And then they, they flip the switch later on when theoretically they need money to, to keep the business going. Uh, again, this is all speculation, but it makes sense from what I've seen of the, of the company. Um, and then, you know, so that, that erodes trust in your customer base, right? So the, the diehard haggis fans may feel slighted after something like that. Do you agree? Yeah, this, this, this is, this is simple. If you want this game, buy it when they're ready to ship it. They, they say, Hey, there's no deposit. There's no, no, this like, yes, we have it. Got it right now. You pay, we'll ship it out immediately. Okay. That's, that's a safe bet. Um, be very careful, very careful because, um, there is, again, we're, we're, I think we're trying to be careful when we say this, we've seen problems in the past where people have done this and it's led to bad things. It's not saying that, that this is going on in Haggis, but we've learned to be very wary of, um, you know, pinball machine companies, especially smaller ones. And so the stunts and tricks that they got to pull to make things work could be going on here. I, I don't, I don't know. I'm cautious. I, I listen, I, I stick with Stern and I stick with Jersey Jack, right? Like I'm very careful of my money. Um, you do you, but the best thing to do, if you, if you want one of these, I would just say only order it. If it's ready and they're ready to ship it is the smart thing to do. Yeah, there's there's some talk in chat about you know RLM says there's more than 300 whales that will buy just about anything. Well, they haven't bought all these uh, um, centaurs, so <laughs> I think that says a lot. Because I think you're right. I think there are there's just enough people with money in pinball who want something that everybody else doesn't have. That most games you're going to be able to sell about 300 of. The fact yeah, that but, this hasn't sold. And that is that is that is true. But there's also now more options on the market, more things on the market kind of compete. So that might've been true a few years ago, but now it's, it's harder for that to, to, to be a thing, especially when, as you cited with things that are going on with fathom. So, you yeah. know, maybe they're banking on that. Like, Oh, we'll solve 300 cause it worked in the past. Well, you know, things change over time, right? The economy changes, your competition changes. It's uh interesting watching it play out. Yeah. Spooky used to sell out of every release they did too. And you know, Scooby, you can still buy those. So th- things are changing and things have changed. So uh, that's, that's where we're at with, with Fathom and uh, Haggis and Centaur. So, all right, let's move on to uh, item number three on the rundown. It is uh, the Multimorphic update. So they just sent out a um, an update to they, – so they do a, a semi, semi-regular email update. And this went out to uh, everybody on their mailing list and it got reposted on uh, Pinside uh, giving an update. So I'll, I'll read some of it. It's pretty long, so I won't read the whole thing, but – uh jerry says that the last couple months were huge turning point for p3 production we reached our staffing goals brought our cabinet inventory back up to match our stockpiled sub assemblies hired a production manager to focus on manufacturing efficiencies and help upper management dedicate more time to other aspects of the business as a result we are now shipping more machines per month than our original estimates for this time frame in may we we were approximately 16 weeks behind our shipping estimates for existing p3 orders when we brought that down to about 10 weeks so they're they're starting to starting to catch up a little bit. Uh, lead times on new machine orders have come down significantly too, to about six months. Customers who ordered the last in the last few months, expecting a twelve month wait, will likely receive their machines much faster than that. So he's talking about full machines here. So that's um, that's one of the things it's, it gets kind of confusing because he ends up talking about machines versus modules, and I'll try to clarify that as we go here. Um, Customers, uh, let's see, we'll continue to bring down the lead time likely until we release our next game kit. At that point, we expect it to jump up again. 
So if you've been considering a P3 and don't want to get stuck behind a long queue, now's the time to good place to ramp up your order, which makes sense. So it's like you had you had the Weird Al, uh, everybody bought in for Weird Al. You had a bump during Final Resistance, and now it's starting to chill out. They're starting to catch up, but you know, anytime a company announces a new game, there's there's increased demand. So um, now might be a good time. Uh, as expected, our production ramp also cleared the backlog on existing game kit orders, excluding Final Resistance. All customers receiving their P3s in the next few months should have little to no wait for additional game kits. So the game kits themselves are caught up on it. So, you know, so that's when an existing, so say I just want uh, to add uh, Cannon Lagoon to my uh, P3. There's not a huge wait time for, for modules anymore. You can just go up and, and add it and you'll have those pretty quick. Uh, Final Resistance is the only game kit awaiting with production challenges remaining. We expect to begin shipping Final Re Final Resistance game kits earlier this month, but we're waiting on replacements for some parts that didn't meet our specs. So it'll be another few. It may be another few weeks before Final Res Resistance production begins. So, um, so they're catching up on everything but Final Resistance. It sounds like, which is, which is good. It's a bummer that Final Resistance is delayed, but they're continuing software development. They said they're testing our 1.0 release, which is great to hear, considering you know we were just talking about um venom and it's only at 0.83 or whatever it is right now we're looking at 1.0 for final resistance and they're also going to have uh weird al and final resistance at southern fried game room expo in atlanta from july 28th to the 30th so uh, if you want to get your hands on those games you can uh, check them out over there you can see some of the the final resistance parts in <clears throat> from the email that they sent out plastics and speaker kits and um there's some some ramps it looks like and rails and things like that so parts are coming in they're just they're just getting everything in order and, and shipping these out i'd much rather have them get it right and then ship it out uh as as good as it can be um so looking forward to that can't wait to get mine as soon as i get mine i'll be streaming it so uh finally gonna have a scott denisi and uh game in my collection which i'm stoked for yeah um they are saying yeah if you want to buy one of these from the show you can, they're giving priority to people who have already placed uh, an order for a P3, but, uh, and I think one of those is gone already, uh, but there might still be one available if you want to take one home from Southern Fried. Um, check it out. So that is our multimorphic update. But uh, similarly, another multimorphic related update, uh, Bingo Podcast from For Amusement Only Games. They released updates for all of their new p3 games all of their existing p3 games i should say so new code uh version 2.0 for drained adds in metal system so they um basically added achievements to all of their games um so they're in drained uh ranger in the ruins uh flipper foxtrot and silver falls drained has the metals uh, new light shows and enhanced performance new options for network and time network time and vampire battle progress retention and enhanced indicators for item completion progress. Uh, Ranger in the Ruins, Metals, Light Shows, New Secrets, and Unique Integrations. Um, Filter Fox Ride, I don't, this is the one I don't have, but uh, again, the Metals have been added, new options for note speed adjustments, uh, performance improvements, and Light Shows. And then in Silver Falls, they have the Metal System in there. A new option to remove the Crosstown Shot requirement, which can be one of the the trickiest shots on the game. Uh, ask me how I know. <laughs> the uh, uh, so that reduces a, a barrier for play for folks who can't uh, who struggle hitting that shot. And then uh, again, light shows attract displays and enhance performance. So 
the only one I haven't played that I have is Silver Falls. I played uh, Ranger in the Ruins a bunch, and I played uh, I played Drained on stream a lot, and had a lot of fun going for those uh, those medals. So that's that's a nice improvement there. Uh, let's jump over to JJP. So uh, I, with JJP, they have started uh, shipping their collector's editions. So they uh, about a few weeks ago they started shipping them overseas, and now they're shipping to the U.S. So if you're waiting on a collector's edition of Godfather. It's on the way or has started to arrive, which is is great to see. Good to see those rolling off the line, all blinged out. The other thing that's cool is, uh, so they've been doing this um, promotion with Mark Tremonti and uh, and Slash. <clears throat> they both recorded audio for the game. And Mark has uh, has a charity fundraiser going for um, his his album. And he did a, a full album of singing Frank Sinatra songs. And uh, part of that was a Speak Softly Love 7-inch uh, that he released with Slash, and they signed him. Those are all sold out. But um, So if you want to support that, you can go to TremontiSingSinatra.com. So this is all a collaboration with JJP. And what's cool is that you can try to win a Godfather pinball machine. So um, if you find this page, I had to Google it. Like, I didn't find it linked from the from the main page. Maybe it's there, and I just missed it. But um Maybe it's, maybe it's in the nav or something, but if you just Google Godfather pinball giveaway, you'll find it uh, or Godfather pinball raffle. Uh, and you can just put your name and, uh, info in and they, they will, uh, maybe you'll win a, a Godfather and Nick and I both love those games. So, uh, great one to, to get in your collection, especially if you can get it for free. So let's talk know. about that. Let's talk about Godfather for a moment. Okay. Uh, yeah. Number one, there was a, uh, update in code a couple updates in code and uh very happy with those updates there's there's some nice polish there's some uh important bug fixes and uh yeah i I think that maybe one more thing of polish on there for example um like when you're beating up the bad guy like there should be punching noises or something i know the lights flash but that's absent there's absent like sound when you get an extra there's there's some sounds missing from an extra ball does say extra ball so there's there's some small things and people mention like spinner sounds uh, but I continue just to be absolutely impressed with this game. Um, it is, it's always like a one more game game for me. And I've had mine since early April and I, I, I still play it. And I still like it as much. And, and I think, you know, for me, um, when I've played a game this much and had this game for these many months, it, I'm, I'm really happy to say that. And I'm happy to, to kind of continue to report back to the chat there's always games that you you maybe play early on and, and you like and and then you kind of like maybe it dips over time but um that's not the case with this game um i was like looking at game sales and i find this really interesting i don't want to get too much in, in the reasons why but um you know this game's been shipping i think end of march is hard shipping because you got years around then there's only if i look at the number of owners for the Godfather Ellie, there's only 78. That is crazy low for how how good I I think this game is. Like, and and look, I I they might be a sponsor, but they don't tell me to. I don't have to buy any of their games. I don't have to talk about any of their games. I I have like no under under zero obligation, right? Like, I want to be very clear. Um, I'm I'm happy to go on record for this because Kevin and I said Pirates was amazing. We loved Pirates, you know, and then uh, it didn't sell well. And then you couldn't buy pirates and they may never run the game again. And now the game's a $20,000 game and so many people would love to own it. Right. Um, I don't know what's going on. 
I have my theories. I know it's obviously this is a twelve thousand dollar game versus, you know, what was uh Guns N' Roses when it came out, Kev? It was like ninety five hundred or ninety five, yeah, game. yeah, for the yeah. LE, but, and then they bumped it up to ten five. You know how many Guns N' Roses sold for LE? I do. I do I'm just wondering. Yeah, so there's over a thousand. All right, so I think seventy eight. It's got to be a really low number right now. I'm wondering, and I said this before, I've said this, I think, on the forum. I think I said this on the podcast. I wonder if we're gearing up for another pirate scenario where they're just like, they'll sell a bunch and then they'll move on to the next game and out order parts. Because they, I, I think all companies get to a moment and they see how the game's selling and they're like, uh, do we spend more time on this game? Do we order more parts? Because we got to order parts in bulk. Parts are hard to source. Or do we move on to the next game? Because they've got, like, Richie's got a game. They've got... um. What's uh, sorry, Aaron, Mark is Aaron, Mark. Yeah, Mark who? Mark Sidon. Mark Sidon. Mark Sidon. So like, they've got other games in the hopper that got to come out. I, I as when I go on record early, it's a great game. I um I understand why maybe it's not selling as well, but I'm also shocked at how good the game is versus uh, the number of owners right now. Now, CE owners are a different story. There's actually 94 CE owners and CEOs are starting to, CEs are starting to roll out. Um, so we will see theirs, but uh, great game. Don't sleep on it. Play it if you can. I know there's a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of good games and there's a lot of buying options. I, I get that, but um, I don't want to hear anybody crying if this, if they stop making this game and then this game shoots up and people want it, right? Like go out, and spend some time on it. Go out and spend some time on it now. If you think you might be interested in the game, find a friend, play it, look at videos. All right. If you buy it and you don't like it, that's that's on you. But I, my my thing is like, I am super happy I got this and, and not food. No knock to food. Food I always love. If I see it in somebody's collection or on location, I'm happy to play a couple games. But food's never the type of game where I want to play one more game. And there's no there there for food. But for this game, after I'm done playing it, I think about. I kind of think about it. I think about strategies. I think of the multiple ways to approach it. You know, as people say that, look, sometimes JJP games really shine when you get in their home and you understand it. It might seem chaotic at first because everything's happening all the time and at once. Um, but that's that's my thing to try to help. Look, every game's not for anybody. I think I wrote a pretty decent review of this game on Pinside. I, I don't necessarily do it on the podcast, but I tried to highlight why somebody might not like this game, but why it appeals to me. I think it's fantastic, and uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see if my prediction is uh, correct over time. Awesome! Uh, oh, by the way, one more, yeah. one more help to everybody. One more, one more, so I don't forget. Um, I did a fix to mine. I noticed that the ramp that comes up and down a lot in the game. When I first got it, that the ramp flap like hovered above the playfield a little bit, so it didn't make contact. Um, and I'd watch it come up and down because I'd worried about it doing damage to the playfield, and there is some thick miler there. However, after like a couple hundred games, that flap gets bent a little bit, so it was starting to dig into the mylar. And what I did to solve that issue, and so far I've only had it on there for like a week, is the the solution. By the way, the solutions in the owner's thread that I did. Right. So again, I'm not saying this is perfect or anything. I'm saying after a week. It's working for me. I, I bought this thin neoprene foam, and I put the foam under the ramp, but right by the ramp lip, so you can't really see the foam. It's very thin. It's like one thirty-tooth of an inch, thirty-second of an inch. I can't say these things right, guys. Uh, but it's very thin, and that's what when it slams down, that's what's 
making contact with the play field, not a sharp flap. So, you know, maybe they'll do that from the factory going forward, but I wouldn't count on it. I think that, um, you know, somebody asked, is Cliffy going to do anything? I don't, I want to wait to Cliffy. Look, you can, this was $7 on um, Amazon. So you can see that, yeah, that's a good picture. You see how that flap is now floating? That is that thin piece of uh, foam I put there. Um, it's held up, it hasn't, knock on wood, it hasn't fallen off. Uh, it doesn't affect the ball negatively at all because, like I said, when I first had the game, the, the ramp actually, the flap was actually floating like that by itself. It just gets bent over time. And uh, apologies, I, my first fix was to put double mylar on there, but I'm like, that doesn't make sense. First of all, it looks terrible. It really does. And, and second of all, it's just going to delay the inevitable of the that sharp flap digging through the mylar and hitting the play field. So I did actually end up pulling the sticker off and then putting a final clear sticker so it looks better. I do kind of obsessively watch that because I'm still worried about maybe that adhesive falling off or, or whatever. But um, if you get the game, pay attention to that area. Try to come up with some solution. That's what is working for me so far. Hope that helps you guys out. There you go. It, Nick is your go-to guy on playfield protection. I, I would trust him with all of my, my playfield uh, concerns because he's, he's like, what is this happening on your game? I'm like, I haven't even looked at that. Like, I, I, just, I have a knack for identifying like, where things will wear on a game on the, and damage the playfield. I have a, a, a talent for it. I'm not going to lie. It's, a, it's, it's your superpower, I would say. All right, uh, let's go to – you wanted to talk about the rumor mill a little bit, specifically Indiana Jones. So this oh, came up way, on uh, – Last thing, somebody okay. says, I can't stand weak flippers on JGPs. The flippers are not weak on uh, on Godfather at all. Yep. They've significantly I don't like, improved I don't, like, I don't like weak flippers either, my friend. Trust me. Yeah. yeah. It's from uh, – on uh, Toy Story and, and Godfather, they've significantly improved. Honestly, like – I play Pirates, and I don't feel like the flippers are weak on Pirates. I never no. felt they were weak on – Dialed in, and only the only one dialed that in, really dialed in. Dialed in totally, yeah. No, I I can rip those shots on mine. Like I don't. Um, Even Toy Story, the shots are. I have to mentally, like, from playing a stern to playing that, uh, like a uh, like even Toy Story, but like the other games, I I have to calibrate my mind of where to hit on the flipper. Now, like that's less true on Godfather. Like my my my, I saw the every every game system you go, you go from a stern to a Williams to a spooky, right? Like. There's going to be a little bit of calibration. They're different systems, but right. the the difference between where I had to calibrate and adjust on Stern from Godfather now is much smaller than it is on any of those other games we mentioned. That's fair. That's fair. I don't. I don't want to dwell on the flipper thing because I get tired of. <laughs> running over the same topics over and over again that's a yeah. tired tired meme and trope but they're, but anyways, they're better they're better but, but yeah but anyways just my, my my whole thing my 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 action item for everybody's like go and play it right like judge judge for yourself see if see if you can see what i see right like i mean the flipper will be obvious but go go and play it don't wait six months to get around for if you're remotely interested in this game because who knows what's available to, to get I, I i don't know I don't know yeah. how it's going to pan out. I just saw this happen with Pirates. All right. We tried to warn you guys then. Not strong enough. I didn't know that, you know, they would never make the game again or they would end production like six months after they started shipping. But because it's happened before, here's another game that I think there's something really special about it. I don't see it selling. I don't see it selling great like it should be. For whatever reason. But I'd say go spend some time and go look. Give it a hard look. That's all. 
Yep. It's a super fun game. And it's and, got and all prices, those. And by the yeah. way, prices. Sorry, yeah. One Go more on. thing. Prices are not going to tank on that game if there's not a lot of them made. That's only true when there's a ton of games made and then people start selling it. If there's not a lot made, and then this, because it is a good game, it will get scooped up slowly rather than rapidly. Like Pirates, Pirates only goes up. It's, there's one direction of Pirates and that's up. <laughs> Pirates stonks. The, uh, it, yeah. the Godfather, we were talking about Venom earlier and all the cool like shot pass and diverters and things like that. Godfather's got all that going on too, which is a, another aspect that I really love of that. The, uh, the play field's super fun. The, the shots return in different ways. It keeps you guessing and it, it keeps, you know, you'll, you've got a limited amount of things in space you can do in a pinball machine with all those diverters and stuff. It keeps it interesting. So, um, definitely highly recommend it. I'll echo Nick sentiment. Get out there, give it a shot, play it, see what you like. See if you like it. All right. You want to talk, uh, Indy? Yeah, very briefly. So, um, yeah. was it nap arcade that had it? Or yeah. Yeah. The source? Yeah. So I think the gist of it is is a couple of weeks ago, Nap Arcade said that uh, allegedly somebody has secured the license to Indiana Jones. So uh, it's looking like we might get an Indiana Jones machine. I have no idea from, you know, it's it's most likely probably Stern or Jersey Jack, but I have no idea uh, from whom. I'm just very excited, even though the last uh, Indiana Jones 5 is, is total fucking garbage. And uh, <laughs> I left the theater absolutely depressed. I was depressed for about 24 hours. But I'm excited for the prospect of uh, an Indiana Jones machine. You know, in this day and age, where you know we're firing on all cylinders from from lighting in games to rules to LCD uh, to really good sound system. So um, I'm excited. I like to see, you know, kind of like what Pirates did. There's five Indiana J- Jones films. There's five Pirates films. Um, sort of like in that theme where we. I'm, I'm sorry. You know, I, I actually went back. I'm not going to try to get too derailed. I actually went back and watched. <laughs> Crystal Skull a few days after watching um, uh, Indiana Jones 5. And even though uh, Crystal Skull turns into a cartoon at certain points, it's still Indiana Jones to me. And, and that makes Indiana Jones 5 makes the uh, Crystal Skull look like a goddamn masterpiece. Right, wow. I'm hot done. take. Hot take. <laughs> what about what about the uh, the stern Indiana Jones pinball machine, though? What do you, we had some hot takes on that. Garbage. Garbage. <laughs> A gr- it is like if somebody's like what is chopping wood in pinball what do you guys mean by that i'll be like i can tell you or i can i can show you go play indiana <laughs> jones from stern in 2008 wait Ooh. let me guess let me guess that's a lonnie rap game that game is is <laughs> maybe stern's worst game it's it is like when you if you start getting into discussion of what stern's worst game and it's just a crime uh, that they butchered Indiana Jones. The the cool thing is the arc mm-hmm. multi ball. That is cool. Uh, other than that, it's just garbage. <laughs> There's a reason why you never hear that game mentioned because it's right. terrible. You never see it. Yeah, you never see it. I mean, think about that. It's that's a great theme. Indiana Jones, right? Like you never see it. You never see it mentioned. Like God, that they they just really. We should. I I would love to spend really. Uh, I I don't. I wouldn't say love. But it would be interesting to spend time playing it again and just talking in detail, like why, what makes the pinball machine not work? Like, and maybe it's just a simple look. Look, it's just a grind fest of hitting the boring shot over and over and over, like on endlessly. Maybe it might just be as simple as that. The play field's not great. Anyways, I, I'm getting derailed. <laughs> yeah, you got you got a lot of hot takes going on in the chat. Then, uh, all right, so. 
Yeah, I don't want to do it, but I think we need to talk about Pony Factory again. You um, want to do it. You want to do it. You do. love it. You love That's why you got up this morning. That's really why we're all, the only reason we're doing the show. Like, Venom's cool, but let's talk about Funny Pony Factory. So, after the, the four years or five years, however long we've been talking about this damn game, they finally shipped a couple. Um, they were at Northwest at the Northwest Pinball Show, Pinball and Arcade Show. Um, they shipped one to an arcade and another one to to a private owner. And, uh, you know, it was a little sad, but also not a huge surprise to see that. Oh, my God, look at this play field. So the art looks like the art didn't adhere to the wood properly, and it's just coming up all over the place. Is that those uh, white things that we're seeing? Is that yeah, like, so that it's like like okay. art lifting out. There's a, a better one down here that shows it really bad. Like that one's really bad. You can see it just like that's just the art separating totally from the play field. I, I gotta say, Kevin, I I am just shocked to see this. Yeah, who, what, who could have possibly seen this coming? <laughs> no, who could have like no reasonable person would have ever expected this to happen. This is what an anomaly. Yeah, I mean, look at if you ever have uh, trouble and you need to to track down which wire. It's causing the trouble. Good luck, because they're all black. <laughs> why? That's, why do, you know why do all Jesus. these pinball companies waste time getting different colored strands and different color combinations of wires so you can troubleshoot and track things down? Nah, just make them all black. It's so much easier. So you need and, to know. And why give yourself any slack when you fold the head down either? One one other thing I just noticed, like, why is there a uh, there's a pool noodle in here wrapped in bubble wrap? That's like their their shipping solution. <laughs> Like okay, uh, yeah. There's some. There's some more. Oh, play you look at that. Like, uh, I'm sorry for people listening on the podcast. Look at this. Is a uh, oh my god, that playfield is done. This all right, is so garbage. You're, Nick, you're like the the playfield connoisseur. Describe what you're seeing to the listeners at home. I've honestly never seen this. This is I've I've never seen this. This is just total. How would I? It looks like somebody dropped acid on the playfield, and it's just kind of crinkling up and peeling off. Like it is, that is just inexcusable. That's not like some quick wear. That's just pure garbage, cheapness, not knowing what you're doing. This game is total fucking trash. A pox on anybody who buys it, and they will get a fucking pox on them. You're buying this game, you're fucking out of your mind, and you deserve what you get at this point. I'm fucking serious. I'm tired of this shit. I'm tired of talking about the most obvious thing that we've seen for years, and then somebody fuck somebody fucking bought this, Kevin, right? And then they yep. complain on Pinside? Yep. Fuck you. <laughs> you deserve that. <laughs> it, 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 like, tell us that story. You got that queued up? Are you prepared to do that? Which one? Oh, the, the, uh, his story that he posted? Yes. Yeah, I can read it if we want. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Be wary of buying a game from hashtag pinball adventures. I got the very first yeah, ingredient. No fucking shit. <laughs> wow. You think? <laughs> I, I got the very first engraved one of 10 limited editions, Punny Factory pinball games, and it's absolute horseshit. The oh. playfield looks like someone threw salt in it before they clear coated it. Yeah, that's <clears throat> a good way to describe it. Uh huh. The game's display didn't work out of the box. I had to wait six days for them to ship a part to fix it. So many problems on this game that I am still fixing them and even re engineering other poor choices they made when designing the game. Andrew McBain's solution was to send me another new inbox game. A standard edition that I could swap out the play fields by unplugging five connectors and take the standard edition game to Southern Fried Game Room Expo, uh, Expo in Atlanta, set it up for him, and hopefully resell it. Jesus. <laughs> well, you got a fucking homework assignment, and now you're, yeah. it's like, 
now you're an employee at at the Punny Factory. Uh, uh, what what is the stupid pinball company called? Uh, pinball Adventures. Yeah, now you're an employee at Pinball Adventures. Congrats on beta testing yep. their garbage product. Yep, that changed recently to we're going to send you an unpopulated playfield, and that's it. The advertised quote unquote pipe handles are missing. My plexiglass bag glass. I think it's supposed to be on my plexiglass bag glass. I could go on and on posting pics that would make you ask WTF what they were thinking. Uh, one shot from the highest mountain when a lying POS Andrew McBain is. Please be really careful buying a game from them because this is what they think is acceptable. This is on the very first customer of their very first limited edition $7,000 game. So this what? is a guy, like this yeah. This person who posted this is sharing a post to somebody who was banned from Pinside because he's a, too much of an asshole. That yeah, yeah. so this guy is like, he's he's terrible to begin with. So it's like, they're like yeah. perfect for each other, really. Yeah. These two guys. Like, no good. you guys go. Zero sympathy for this guy. Zero. <laughs> this guy got banned from Pinside because he's an asshole. And then he's the first one to buy this garbage and is shocked that it's a piece of garbage. Like, absolutely deserve to lose your money sir yeah you, you guys are perfect for each other all right nope. it's a match made in heaven i find i find this hilarious i find it absolutely fucking hilarious and i love to see it so <laughs> you keep on, keep on finding it. these posts i want to see all the owners i want to all see right. everybody i think we've seen all just... the owners we're not going to see anymore that's all in some ways i hope so but like in some ways you also deserve this like <laughs> All right, so uh, in our in our never-ending uh, uh, battle to uh, share our thoughts and opinions and our, our expertise, our subject matter expertise on all things pinball, we, we I wanted to introduce a new segment this month, uh, and this is you know you remember a few months ago we did a segment about the the pox that was on the the, the pinball community, the pinball hobbyist community, where everybody decided they needed to get matching towels on their pinball machines. Because or or, or uh, uh, like what what are those the pin pin whatevers the the, the yoga mats they go pin shields that okay we're gonna this company's gonna take a yoga mat uh, cut it to size for a pinball machine slap their logo on it and they're gonna they're up, up charge you you know three times what a yoga mat would charge in theory okay it's it's protecting my play field but the pin shields like leave marks all over your glass so. You take the thing off and you got to clean your glass anyway. So why are you wasting your money? Anyways. With the pin shield are towels? I kind of zoned the, out. The pin, shield, the pin shield are yoga mats. Oh, yeah. it's Yeah, you could possibly scratch it if there's dirt on there. Like, well, and it's like it's like got like a coating or something on it that like leaves stuff on the glass of your pinball machine. So if if your goal is to get, like keep the dust off so you don't have to dust your machine, yeah. it's not it's not doing you any favors. Yeah. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure I get on record saying this. The one, there's there's two legitimate things in my mind. Maybe there's more that I'm missing, all right, about, like, putting a covering on your game. One, if it's getting a ton of, if it's getting sun exposure and you're trying to protect the play field from fading, then then I, I, I understand. Two, if you're like, look, I dude, I have a cat, and the cat is jumping all over the game, and, and I don't want him on the glass, then I say, I, I understand that as well. If you're putting it on there just for dust, you're crazier than I am, and that's saying a lot for my OCD. Like this is <laughs> this is somebody who's like paranoid, like OCD wants everything to be perfect, and I I I, I struggle to understand this behavior. So, <laughs> uh, okay, so along those lines, we digress. I couldn't help myself. Um, there's a new mod on the market that you just need to avoid. 
Um, and I'm, I'm going to bring it over to you now. Uh, I'm going to read for, for, the, for the listeners at home. I'm going to read how these are introduced on Pinside. Uh, the thread is titled Luma Legs with a Z, two exclamation points. You need these exclamation points. All right. I'm like, all right, what is this Luma Legs? I, this guy says I need them. What are they? I'm going in. I'm going in to check this out. You need these in all caps, two exclamation points. I just got my set of Luma Legs and I can't tell you how incredible they are. Three exclamation points. Check out their website and Facebook. Three exclamation points. You can thank me later. Three exclamation points. The owner is also incredible to work with. Three exclamation points. Here they come. Yeah, he's getting wrecked in his downvotes. Um, Hard to believe. Again, weird. Hard to believe. Uh, wait, 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 ready? Here they come. Oh my God, look at that. It, it like checks so many boxes of like things that I don't like in pinball mods. I'd say we jumped the shark, but that happened a long time ago. Yeah, this, this is, is just this like, is bad. So this is uh, almost seems like it's parody, but it's yeah, not. It does. So they're showing a medieval madness pinball machine with legs on it that have cutouts on them that read medieval madness that are lit up with LEDs. <laughs> so, and they're these are like four hundred dollars for a set of these legs. And to get them to work, you have to drill holes in the bottom of your pinball machine to run the wiring out the bottom. Get the fuck out of that. I didn't even know that part. Yes. Get so, out of it. Oh, Jesus Christ. Drill four holes in your pinball machine. Make it super tacky. Repeat the name of the game on the game. It says Medieval Madness all over this game. You don't need to put the name of the game on the legs. It's Stop it. Get some help. How are you going to know what the game is, though, Kevin? <laughs> Let's be honest. The room's dark. How are you going to know? <laughs> how would you ever know? Oh, the backlash, because that's lit up with the name on it, too. That's how. That's how. Uh, yeah, so Medieval Man and Luma Legs. Ladies and gentlemen, Luma Legs. Luma like, uh, Legs. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> these guys just got lit up on Facebook. If you're looking for a, a good time, uh, check out the Luma Legs thread on Pinside, and it's full of, uh, full of great memes and animated GIFs of people just like... As, as I say before, look... <laughs> Um, I'm an I'm an advocate for therapy. Just get therapy at this point. Okay, <laughs> putting lighting up your legs is not going to make anything better. All right, seriously, no. I'm a yeah. huge advocate for it. Yep, it's if you're looking for something, there's far better things for you to spend your money, time and money on than Luma legs. Okay, uh, so that that's Luma legs. <laughs> Pinball mods to avoid. That's the segment. It may come back. We'll see what else uh, crazy stuff pops up. But you definitely don't need those. Um. Uh, all right. Uh, I think it's time for some game room updates. Uh, you want me to go first, or you want to go first? Uh, you have. This is a perfect opportunity for Nick to go to the bathroom. All right, potty. So, potty break for Nick. All right, we'll take see. your time, Kevin. You and I are gonna just chat about my game room updates. All right. So, what is new? Oh, I can start with this. So, this is a. Well, I'll come back to that. We'll talk about it because Nick Nick can probably chime in on this too. So, the the first thing I want to show is I got. Um, the upgraded Statue of Liberty mod from this is from Measle Mods, so this went into my Godfather. So if you're looking on the left there, that's the the stock booty rate plastic that goes in the back left of your Godfather. The limited edition just has the the booty rate. The collector's edition has a uh, has a, a sculpt on it, but this is cool. This is nice for uh, uh, limited edition owners to to upgrade that area there. Pinball machine. Here's the the mod by itself. Um. It's nicely painted. I, I believe it is 3D printed, but it's so nicely painted that it, it looks great. Um, it comes on the plastic already, so literally all you have to do is like un unbolt two two nuts and, and drop this in place, and you're you're good to go. The torch lights up, 
which is cool. And it, it's got a, like a flickery LED bulb in there. So it, uh, it flickers a little bit, uh, gives you a nice effect in the back left corner of Godfather. Highly recommended. It. It's about a hundred dollars all said and done. Cause you have to get the, the mod itself. And then there's also a cable you buy that has a fuse in it that attaches to the, the power, um, in the back of your stern or in the back of your JJP. It connects kind of where the, um, the back box led strip is you, you put it in between that and, and off you go. So that's, that's that. Um, Kevin, did you, did you get the, uh, house for, uh, the compound house or just, I did not. That, that feels like too much to me. What do you, what do you think about the, the compound house? Um, I think, I think there is the opportunity for somebody to maybe do something in that area. Um, because it, it does feel a little lacking or missing and, and the compound's like an important thing. It's got a whole multi-ball center around it. And what, what's there is, I don't know. It, it, there is an opportunity, right? Right. I just saw a post though, where it's like interfering with the ball's movement the way it is. And people are like, Oh, you just shave it down. Like, eh. no, I'm not interested <laughs> nope. at that point. <laughs> nope. So maybe somebody will come along with, uh, something that is compelling to get, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I get it. I bet Lior is going to do something awesome. He'll probably do a better Statue of Liberty mod, and then I'll have to get that one, too. It is definitely pronounced booty rate, and I'm going to keep counting, uh, pronouncing it that way every single time uh, because it's more fun to say that way, okay? Um, all right, what else? Uh, I got an Atari VCS. <laughs> uh, so Atari is weird now, but they make this little mini computer called the VCS, and it went on sale for Memorial Day. So I may have actually had it before our last... I know this would have been after our last podcast, I think. No, before. Uh, but I don't think I mentioned it. So it's cool. I don't really have an interest in... Uh, so it's basically a mini computer that they have their own Linux operating system on. And I just modded it to be a little like PC that I can use when I want to play games. Uh, PC games. So I have Windows 10 on there. A um, bunch of emulators and stuff like that. So it's a cool little uh, desktop edition. Because I run a Mac on my day-to-day computing and so if a game comes out on steam or phone or an emulator that's pc only uh, i like to have that um available so it's a it's been a fun little thing to tinker with modding it out and like hacking it a little bit to get the uh get windows 10 on there so if you're looking for a little mini pc it's pretty cool i mean you know i'm a sucker for atari stuff so that's why i went for it uh and mostly i've been playing legend of zelda uh i mentioned it last month i'm still hooked on it i went after last night i'm like almost to the end um, you know, I'm not going to give any spoilers, but you kind of, you kind of know how Zelda games go. So I'm at the end about to like go and maybe do the big final battle. And I was like, let me see how long I've been playing this game. I have over a hundred hours in this game. I could not believe it. Like very rarely do I play a game for a hundred hours. Uh, but this game, it does not feel at all. Like I played this game that much. It's just like so incredible. I love, I love a good Zelda game. I love the last one. This one's even better having a blast. So Highly recommended. I mean, everybody likes Zelda, so go go play Zelda if you haven't. Um, last but not least, I wanted to mention that I went to Pastimes Arcade. I think I teased this on the last um, game room update, but I got to go out to Pastimes Arcade in Ger- Northeast Ohio, it's Gerard, Ohio. Um, we played some amazing stuff. A uh, Night Rider. Um, they have Humpty Dumpty there. If you don't know the history of Humpty Dumpty, it's the first pinball machine with flippers on it. They're in a weird spot, but. There are flippers and you can actually play it. So I've seen Humpty Dumpty's at other places. Like the strong museum has one, but it's just sitting there. So you can look at it. I don't think it actually works here. You can walk up, you can play it. So you, 
basically playing your way through the history of pinball and arcade games, which is really, really fun. Um, we got to play Computer Space, which is the first ever arcade game ever released. So this everybody kind of thinks Pong was the first arcade game. No, it was actually Computer Space. And it's there, and you can play it. Um, so it was cool, too, because I went with my son. So I got to, like, share some history of, of pinball and arcade with him because he's a, he's a big gamer, too. So that's him playing Computer Space. I got to play. This is the, if you've ever seen me stream, and there's the playfield on my wall. This is the, the playfield from the Atarians. I actually got to play the, the actual game. Atari pinball machines are terrible. They are so bad. <laughs> But it's fun to be able to play them, right? Like, I would never own one. I love the art. That's why I have the, the playfield on my wall. But I would not have this game taking up room in my, my arcade. But the fact that you can go there and play rare pieces of, of history are super fun. And, you know, you, weird, like, international games with crazy inserts. And this was my favorite. Uh, I think this is an Italian game. <laughs> and it said, instead of multi-ball, it says, time for several several balls. <laughs> This is so funny. We played Ringer, which is a cool like EM uh, arcade game. And then I played Galactic Tank Force and got a multi-ball and got 1.3 billion points. So uh, there you go. And we had some of the, the, the candy uh, soda bottle thing. So good times. Cannot recommend it enough. The, uh, the Pastimes Arcade in Gerard, Ohio. Definitely check it out. Had a blast. Um, we'll be back. Anytime we can make it out that way, I'm definitely stopping. So. That's 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 what I've been up to. Nick, what have you been up to? Speaking of Galactic Tank Force, I just want to see how many of those have sold. It says twenty so far. That's so. that's a surprisingly high number. Yeah, I've not been paying <laughs> attention to the I'm kind of over it um right now. Um you know, why why bother? But so all right, here's here's an update for me. Let's see. Um I got to go I was out in uh Colorado, specifically Denver, but I also went up to Boulder and uh, I met up with Ryan from Comet, which was, was certainly a treat. I got to see his place, which is Lions Classic Pinball. Very, very cool place out in Lions, Colorado, which is like I don't know, roughly 20 minutes north of uh, Boulder. And he's got a lot of, as the name implies, classic. He's got like multiple rooms of games and, and like including uh, like, a, like a hidden room and stuff. And he's got modern games. He's got classic games. Just... Uh, it's always cool to go to a place that's owned by somebody who who loves pinball, right? So highly recommend. He was able to uh, sh- show me and Martha that that space on a day that uh, they weren't open. Got to play some disc golf with Ryan, who's who's pretty good at that. So it was a lot of fun. So shout out and thank you to uh, Ryan from Comet, who's an all around good guy, and definitely check out Lions if you're out in that area. I also went to what is it? Arcade one up or whatever in um, Denver. There's a number of those locations and they had a Scooby-Doo there. So I finally played that game and I, I, I can't talk about it in a meaningful way because I think I played two games of split flipper with Martha. Um, what I can say is that it is a, it's a nice looking game. Like it, it is visually. Um, and I didn't go over for fine tooth and like really look for, things but kind of like first impressions it just looks great it looks great in a lineup i can see it like having that curb appeal like in a lineup of games in an arcade that will just pull people and draw people to it so um always try to be fair to uh companies even though i I spend most of my time criticizing spooky it's i think it's for good reason and i back up my criticisms but um at, at least from that perspective it looks good Hopefully James keeps his long enough. I know we got to get over there to do a, an official stream on it. Kevin, hopefully we can do that. 
Um, you know, maybe sometime in the next couple of weeks, if he still has the game, yeah. I'd, lo- I'd love to stream it. I'd love to play it more and lo- understand it. Um, so there's that. And, uh, yeah, I think that's, uh, I think that's it for my updates. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So, uh, let's get into it. We got some Q and a, so we'll start with uh, an email that we got from Krista. Uh, she says as background, I am seriously looking to buy my first pinball machine and I don't expect to buy more than two in the next few years. This would be they all our, say, Krista. Yeah. They all say. <laughs> this would be our our everyday practice machine. If this did not come out, I was going to buy the Godzilla Pro. Okay, so she's she's thinking about Godzilla Pro. <clears throat> I watched the YouTube videos to get the physical physical change on the play field. And you have to buy the premium. Uh, this is $2,500 more, and limited edition is, of course, almost double. What is your opinion on the upcharge versus what you get and estimates on resale value? Resale value one year after and five to ten years after. So I guess let's let's start with that. Uh, what do you think about um, paying more to get the premium or limited edition, and which one holds their value more for resale? Um, so the that's a harder question for me to answer. Which one holds their value more for resale? I, I've never really looked at the numbers, so I would just be like kind of trying to speculate, right? I I don't know. I think. Realistically, you're going to have a larger percentage of people who can afford a pro, and then as the price goes up for something, then obviously some people just drop out of like that that group that can possibly purchase and afford it. Does that come into play in, in selling? I don't know. Maybe I'll I'll see if anybody says in in chat and has a good backup. But I, I struggle to answer that. My gut is that there's not a huge, really terribly meaningful discrepancy. So in trying to determine if you want a pro or premium. It's there's no hard and fast rule on it. It really depends on the game, all right. And it and it also depends on your financial situation, right? Like, I don't know how much discretionary income you have to spend on what amounts to a toy. I personally um, purchased the premium Godzilla. I'm glad I did. I think that there are cool things on the game that definitely justify the premium, namely. Um, and the building going down is cool and all that can get old. I can see somebody, but you know, not caring about that. But I, like, I think the bridge is awesome. How it breaks and the ball will fall off the bridge sometimes. I think the, um, again, the, the playfield changes uh, because of the Mecha Godzilla thing rotating and it changes targets. Like, so to me, it's worth it. This is a Godzilla is a, a a great game. I want the best version of it. I think the best version of it and the additions to it justify in that case. I've also been collecting pinball machines now for over 10 years. My space is full. Uh, my income is higher than it was before. So now, because I, I'm kind of like, when I buy a game, it's one in, one out, I tend to, I tend to try to buy the premium if I can. I'm, I'm automatically looking at the premium, and I automatically want the best version of it because I, I, I can. If I had space for 10 games and I only had three games in my collection – then my strategy would probably be to buy the pro and get more pros and fill my space up quicker. And then once my space is filled up with pros, maybe get the better version of a game, right? Um, I think more pinball machines is better than less pinball machines. That's my simple math on there. And if buying pros allow you to get that next game quicker and you have the space, then you know that's, that's not a bad strategy. So that doesn't give you an answer, but it gives you kind of... Um, uh, maybe a, a thought process of, and how to think through that. Yeah. So, I, so like Nick said, it comes down to the game 
because uh, there are some games where the, the the upgrade isn't worth it as much. I think I think it depend it definitely varies game to game because designers do different things to cut the cost to get it down to a pro versus the premium or LE. Um, I'm not personally, and I think Nick is in the same boat where like the the upcharge to get all the way up to an LE that's not worth it to me. Like like with the money I make and whatever like. I just want the full playing game. I don't need like a little badge that says I'm special. You know, um, the thought is that by quote unquote limiting it, it's going to hold value better. That may or may not be true. Uh, I know for Godzilla, they've sold a lot of premiums, so it may be the case in the the case of Godzilla that the LEs hold their value a little more. I, I can't say it. They've just sold so many Godzillas that the, I don't think they're going to go up in value that much, but it is a great game. So I do think it's going to hold its, its value at least. Um, all right. So let's move to, to question part number two of this. Uh, I'm also not sure if I will like all these fanned out shots all the time. Uh, but I do love the experience level of with insider connect. So to me, that's, uh, that sounds like, that sounds like, uh, venom that she's talking about there. Sure. Yeah. So that comes out, dude, don't rush into buying Venom. I would say there's going to, any Stern, there's like going to be Venom's on location around you. Go out, play it. Pro hopefully you'll have the opportunity to play the pro and the premium so you can weigh the differences yourself. If not, go to like find a pinball show that's going to be happening near you and, and play it there and then, and then jump on it after that, which after you decide which one you like better. Um, uh, uh, Godzilla versus Venom again. Yeah, it's hard to say with that, but the you know Godzilla is a known quantity. Everybody loves it. Uh, I see a lot of people buying it as their first game. It's a, it's it offers a lot, so it's not a super punishing game, but uh, you can achieve a lot, and there's also still a lot to do as you get better at pinball. If that makes sense. So there's there's the code depth there. Uh, it does a lot of fun things, even if you don't get super far into the game. Um, and it's, it's a fun theme. Well, uh, well implemented, um, uh, license. Um, yeah, it's cool toys. It's, it, there's a reason why everybody loves this game, right? Yeah, it's a great, it is. I think it is a great first game. It's an easy recommend for a first game. You know, I don't, I don't love it as much as everybody seems to love it, right? Like I don't, it, it's hard for anything to live up to the hype. So I, I kind of start looking at the negatives and like, ah, this doesn't do it as much for me as it clearly is doing for other people, but it is a fantastic game, right? If yeah. it wasn't hyped up so much, I'd probably be cheerleading for it, right? If people were sleeping on it and not buying it like they're 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 buying it as fast as like God, uh, Godfather, I'd be like, you guys are crazy. This game is amazing. Go go out and play it. But you know, Godzilla doesn't need any hype. Godzilla, everybody owns a Godzilla in the way that back in twenty fourteen everybody owned uh Metallica, right? It, it is the yeah. it game. Yeah, so uh bottom line, buy a pinball machine have fun, make room for the 13 other pinball machines you're going to end up buying. And then, uh, you know, you, you'll be just like the rest of us. <laughs> it's here's, all good. Uh, here's a question from chat. I'll just jump to that. Biggie yeah, Dan yeah. says, have y'all ever put precision flippers on a game? Uh, I have never, and I don't intend to ever put precision flippers on a game. Number one, I don't see the point. Number two, I think it changes the game maybe too drastically. Number three, I played it once. Um, our good friend Dr. Ben had it on a uh, Lebowski and I did not like the feel of it at all. Yeah. I haven't even played with them. So I, I, 
the only game I probably would have considered is the uh, is on um, Guns N' Roses. I ended up putting the the flipper fans on those because uh, uh, you know just over time those flippers got super super uh, weak, and then the fans did the trick. So I never felt the need to upgrade. But that's one game I could see them being being useful on. Yeah, I just don't. Uh, I, I just struggle to see a reason for it, and I think it takes away from it. It's it's too much of a change, right? Like if the designers want to move to precision flippers and tomorrow Stern started putting it on there. It's like, okay, that's the way the game is. Like, I'm not going to rip the precision flippers out and put the other ones on. I, I try to stay to what the game is as it was designed, right? Like that is, that is something that's important to me. Sure. I do change the flipper rubber out sometimes and that, and you can argue that does change it. And that's true, but that's about as far as I'm willing to go on a game. I think the precision flippers change it more drastically than that, than that. Yeah. I, and again, I haven't used them, but I, I did read some comments like drop catching and stuff is different on them. Did you feel that way when you were playing or no? I didn't, I don't, I haven't, again, I haven't spent enough time to really give a detailed answer. So that's like the first impression, but um, yeah, that's the kind of stuff I worry about, right? Like it will throw me off from most games don't have precision flippers. I play other games. I'm not going to upgrade them. I'm all like games. I play in tournaments. Like I don't want to get used to that. And if you tell me that, like the tricks I'm able to do, I drop catch all the time. Like I am constantly have, I so often have my flipper up and let it just drop on it because it's fun for me to do. And I've gotten good and can do that. If I couldn't do that in a game, I'd fucking rip them out and throw them in the trash. Right. Because now you've taken away a skill that you can employ in the game. Um, so yeah. All right. I have a late breaking addition to the um, pinball adventures. If, you, if you like them, great. And they're like, you know, that yeah. that's all every, like, this is like a different folks, different strokes. Kevin, and I have strong opinions on some things that they're just like, like, dude, this is garbage. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying that I don't know enough about it. Like to learn more at some point, but I can't ever see myself using them. I, I think you're going to have a strong update on this. Goran sent us something, uh, pinball adventures related that I'm going to, I'm going to pull up here. So this is from Yegpin. It's a, a pinball tournament going on up in Canada right now. Uh, it's the Sushi Mania backlash. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. 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 That is bad. That is so bad on so many levels. Wow. Woo. Yeah, so this is, you know, Pony, Pony Factory, to, to tie it all together, the company that makes Pony Factory. Allegedly, this is one of their other themes, and they decided that this was a good idea to put this art on the backlash of their game. Not only theme wise, but rendish, rendering wise, all of the things. It's amazing so, when you get to see somebody in life who somehow has money and can do things like this, and nobody can stop them. I mean, it's just it's 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 something else. It gives us content, so so thank oh, you. So <laughs> I don't need to a, say anything. I think just look it, at it, and uh, 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 yeah, I don't. It I don't speaks know. for itself. Yeah, it speaks. It has a lot. There's a lot, that, a lot being said. There's a lot without saying anything at all. It sells itself. All right. Let's, thanks, Corn, for that. Um, well, I do have a live update, too. Oh, okay. Uh, somebody in chat earlier said that, hey, the link to um, pinballwaffle.org is not working. So I pinged Joe Saeed and said, hey, just a heads up. And he said, oh, we're not doing that anymore. It's ran its course. So oh. there you go. We can... All right. Lost the sp- well, sponsor's gone. There you go. No, That's no why more it's not free working. sponsorship for him. Live, live update. <laughs> We're doing it live. Today we learned. All right. Mystery solved. We still Pinball, love Joe and, and Pinball EDU is great. And yeah. go out and check for out Spinner's sure. Arcade. For sure. If you're in uh, uh, Frederick, Maryland, that's where they are. 
Um, they do great work out there. So thank you, Joe. Um, okay. Uh, next question from Sergeant Ski. Did the manufacturers blow their load too early with all these releases early on in the year? And is that contributing to the impression that the marketplace is cooling or is the economy itself factoring into a cooling marketplace? This, this feels like a Nick Lane question to me. Oh, I love to, uh, all I do is think about, uh, finance and the economy and the market these days as, as much as I can. So, um, let me look up something. I want to get this right. I actually had it up. Um, I forget what it's called. Like, um, I, I might, I might get this exactly wrong, but the concept is right. So I, I heard um, something like, like a talk on the economy and like the idea of like a cardboard recession. And um, you know, the one of the signs that we're in a recession is that there's less cardboard being ordered hmm. um, indicating that like people are sh shipping less things. So people are buying less things. And it's like this, this chart of this has coincided before of Indi when we've had other recessions. And I, and I think that's really interesting. Right. So I absolutely think that we're in a recession right now. Like it, no one, no one's come out and officially cut the ribbon and said it, but I, I think that's happening. Um, I think we're long overdue from that. I think there's a lot of problems on the horizon. And, and I think indicators like the uh, cardboard box um, kind of charts on, on, on that will, will, will show signs. Not that that's a conclusive thing, but I think it's interesting. So, yeah, I think it's um, – look, we've got a, kind of an oversaturation. We've got a lot of games. We've got a lot of companies, which makes sense. Um, a lot of competition for your money. I think the economy is cooling from what it was. I, I think you, know, you see layoffs of jobs and, and stuff. So – yeah, I think it's, uh, I, I said before, maybe, I don't know, from the last six months that I think that things are going to get bad. And I think we're going to see some uh, pinball companies go out of business. Uh, I don't think Jersey Jack or Stern's going anywhere, but I think the other ones are, uh, when a recession hits, you know, the the ones who are not crushing it uh, and maybe hanging on, that they're going to be the ones to go. We'll Funny factory and it is going nowhere, though. <laughs> Never, never <laughs> underestimate how uh, long the Fed can kick the can down the road. That's why it's hard to predict these things. But all the uh, all the conditions are there in my book for uh, a, a bad storm coming. Yeah, I, th I think there, there's other factors too. Like people are, you know, specifically related to pinball sales. Like during the pandemic, we couldn't go anywhere, and we had expendable income, and you know, we got those fourteen hundred dollar checks. So people were like, I need something to do all day. So they put money into stuff they could do in their houses, like pinball machines. So now we can go out again. So people are going on vacations and doing other stuff with their money. And also, you know, the interest rates have gone up, so you can do less with your money than you could before. So people are tightening their belts a little bit. And, and also like Stern was way behind for a long time, which drove prices way up on pinball machines. So like Godzilla's were selling way over what they were because they couldn't produce them. But now that they're catching up with, uh, demand, you know, the price is coming back down on those used games. So, um, there's a lot of factors, but yeah, that those, that's my thought. Um, RLM, uh, asked about the co-op. I'll, I'll read these and you can, uh, offer as much or as little as you're comfortable offering at this point. So he says, I'd love to hear co-op updates from Nick, if possible on the podcast, what price per square foot makes the co-op possible? How painful was the nonprofit process and how many pins do they think it needs to start? All right, so let me. Uh, I'll. I'll. I'll sh I'm kind of in my mind thinking like what I'm willing to share and what I can share to to provide some update. So number one, I think that 
if things go according to plan, we'll be open uh, maybe start of summer next year. Um, I did get some people who reached out to me from my last call to action who are interested in putting games there. Um, I, I, there's absolutely a market for... There's, there's, there's definitely a demographic of, of people who have overflow of games that love the concept of what I'm doing and the vision for uh, what we're going to be putting in place for the co-op. Uh, we have, I, I toured the space a few weeks ago, um, after seeing, you know, pictures of it, um, uh, our buddy Matt from the show is, is working on it diligently and, um, there's a lot of demo that needs to be done. And I can say like, you know, it kind of guessed like guesstimating, like half-assed measuring, trying to visualize, I think comfortably we have room for 50 games. Um, which I'm I'm excited about. I mean, I already have like eight games of my personal collection that will will go there. I've seen uh, friends like Dave Souza start buying more games, <laughs> like in anticipation. <laughs> You're for enabling. Users, so I mean, there's a I'm I I am incredibly excited to uh, do. I I love kind of getting a vision for something and then putting it and and then seeing that that come to fruition and dealing with the challenges that come along the way. Again, without saying too much, I think we're doing something it's not like we're the first person to do the co-op not at all there's plenty of those that have been coming into existence but i think we're going to do it in a way that's different than other places uh, but i don't want to show all my cards right now and i don't want to say too much because we'll see how it goes i've not i've i i will deal with um sort of like the uh legal structure of it and and stuff like that like later in the year i don't i don't need to deal with it right now and, and I, there's a lot of stuff that i need to figure out but we all, i also got to work on the design the cost and raising money for it, making it look nice i mean one thing is like i want by the time it, it opens i want it to look i want it to blow people away like kevin's not interested in in the co-op from like joining it as a member but i want to create something that somebody like kevin who might not be interested in it will look at it and say jesus this is this is something right like not that you would join kevin but I, I, I want to be impressive out of the gate. And I and I, I think I have a good roadmap to do that. So I look like I said, I look I look forward to revealing more as it comes along, but there probably won't be any like significant updates until maybe even early next year, uh, in terms of like, you know, maybe being able to show like the interior once we have it designed and um, you know, talk about uh the cost model for it. Cause obviously I will start hyping it up more to to get members. Um, I think it's going to be a, a big undertaking, but I'm excited because it's going to allow me to uh, start running tournaments again. You know, the tournaments will be open to the public. Um, you know, you don't have to be a, a member of the co-op to play in those tournaments is, is what I'm envisioning. So people can get access to it without being a member. Um, you know, we've it's it's kind of been a bubble pinball, like, I don't know, two steps forward, one step back, or maybe sometimes two steps back, one step forward. Uh, things... We've had to pivot. We had to change. Life has changed a little bit, uh, but I like this. Uh, I kind of like the new chapter of what we're headed into. So I'm I'm optimistic and excited for what what's to come. Yeah, and for for the folks who are watching and listening from afar, I'm sure we'll do streams and 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 stuff from there to to show off games, and so you'll be able to get to see the space through through stuff like that and kind of interact with it that way. Yeah. Um, all right, this is, a, this is a very important question from uh, Digital Jedi. He says, uh, is Spider-Donk the juiciest ham in all of pinball? And I think that's, the question is undoubtedly yes. I mean, look at that. <laughs> so I was uh, I was telling Kevin before the stream, I was 
I was out at uh, our friend Patrick had a show last night, and I was out there, and and uh, Digital Jedi was there as well. And uh, during the show, he's talking to me about. I thought he was saying Spider Spider Man's juicy ass or something, and it's just like <laughs> I had no fucking clue. I had a vague clue, like, but I didn't see this. I didn't really, like. So it was an interesting conversation to anybody that might have overheard that. Uh, <laughs> that's yeah. all. I, that's 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 uh. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's all I'll say. Uh, you know what? So far, no dick on the play field. And by the way, I will say, uh, I'm back to Scooby-Doo, uh, the dongs are even more... So, you know, sometimes you see pictures of something and be like, ah, you know, like, oh, that looks like dongs on the play field. And you get there, like, ah, it doesn't really look like that. No, it fucking looks even more so. Like, the dongs <laughs> are just really, wow. They went but all you in. See it. Yeah, they went all in. So, yeah, so fo- follow uh, Pinbutts on Instagram for more uh, more content like uh, like Spider Man there. So if <laughs> that's your thing, Pinbutts, pin that's Tio Pinbutts runs that. Yeah. He but fo- but he is takes- there is there a pin dongs? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Maybe that's our there chance to really. There you go, Tio. Like branch out a little bit. <laughs> time to time to monetize that on Instagram. You know. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so funny. All right, so uh, Chris the Pintern, what do you think is Stern's answer release and is Venom good? You get one one word answers to both of those. What do you think? Uh, one word answer. Yeah, sure. Just 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 give maybe. Give, sure, maybe. <laughs> sure, maybe. Okay. Uh, Stern's next release is Barbie and Venom is amazing. There you go. There, there we did it. Chris the the troll. That's what that's what he gets in in response. So, all right. So don't go anywhere. We got uh, episode twenty of Topper Talk coming at you, but. In the meantime, uh, visit buffalopinball.com. Cl- click the merch button at the top. Get yourself some hot Buffalo Pinball swag. We got t-shirts, mugs, stickers, all that fun stuff over there. Oh, yeah, we had a donation come in uh, randomly um, from somebody a couple days ago. So thank, thank you very much. I, I responded back thanking you, so hopefully you, you saw that. But uh, it always uh, – I, I, it's unexpected, and it, and it uh, makes my day. So thank you. It's just uh, – it's – it's a nice token of appreciation for what we yeah, do. Yeah, so, we appreciate it for sure. Nice way, to, nice way to say thank you. Um, if you don't yet, you can follow us on all our social media channels. Links are below. We're on Threads now, but I've posted like two times, and I don't know if I'll ever do it again. But if you want to follow us on Threads, we're over there. Um, email talkpinball at gmail.com. If you have a, a question like Krista sent us earlier, uh, you can send it that way. Uh, if you want to support us, you can subscribe on Twitch. Or if you have an Amazon Prime, you get a free sub to twitch you can share that with us every month at no extra charge you do like our our friend did and and send a paypal donation if you want to do a a one-time deal or you can drop a review on your podcast host of choice and that's a great way to support us as well um until next time here's an amazing episode of topper talk uh he's going to talk about teenage mutant ninja turtles topper so get hyped for that we'll see you guys next time Topper talk with Gorin right now. Let's all have some fun. This is about plastic on top of your pin. Go and buy one now. There's a topper here and a topper there. Here a topper, there a topper, everywhere a topper. It's critical to the gameplay experience. You must buy one now. It's your monthly fill of toppers right now. Topper talk with Gorin. Hello, everybody.
everybody, and welcome to another episode of Topper Talk with Gorn, the part of the podcast where Kevin and Nick give me about three to five minutes to talk about everything happening in the very active and profitable Topper community. Now, today we'll be talking about the Topper for Stern Pinball's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Pinball Machine, so let's head into the office and talk about that now. All right, so here we are in the office, so let's dive into the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Topper. Here it is pictured on Stern's website where it retails for $999.99. Now, at the time of filming this, it is out of stock on Stern's web store, but I did check with other distributors and retailers, and it is in stock there. So this topper is obtainable for MSRP. So now if we take a look at this topper, um, we have uh, 2D plastics uh, that are mounted at different depths of the four turtles. We got... Uh, the Technodrome, which is the main focal point of the topper, as well as a city backdrop. And then there's also the logo mounted at the front in 2D. Um, and one of my biggest topper pet peeves is when you see imagery on the back glass that's repeated on the topper just inches above it, and that happens here. So it's a bit odd to see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and then Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles again. But otherwise, I really like the look, feel, and vibe of this topper. Uh, Obviously, as I said, the main focal point is that Technodrome, and that's where that main interactivity happens. The eyeball on top um, moves around and blinks. Stern released a video actually showing this, so I'm going to show you a bit of that now. So here it is. Here's some close-up. We can see that when you alternate between the turtles, that eyeball moves around as the turtle lights up, which is pretty neat. Um, so it looks around. Uh, and then my understanding as well is that there are certain events in the game that have certain topper choreography that cause the lights to, to flash and look around, and that eyeball will will move around depending on what's going on in the game, similar to that to Rudy in Funhouse, for example. So overall, I feel that this topper um, really adds to the environment of the game, uh, especially for onlookers walking by. It's something that really draws you in, which at the end of the day, is the purpose of a topper. So for $999, that's quite expensive, but I feel like a Stern release that today would be in that $1,500 mark. So um, if this is something that interests you and you have a Turtles, uh, go ahead and buy it now before they're gone. Thank you so much for coming to this episode of Topper Talk. Tune into the next podcast for another episode. And as always, get out there and buy a topper. Thank you for coming to my Topper Talk. Mm -hmm.